0: Remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that explores the lives of famous individuals on the day they passed away. Today we're delving into the complex and controversial life of Leopold II, king of the Belgians remembered for his personal rule over the Congo Free State and the widespread atrocities committed under his administration. His reign in the Congo has become synonymous with extreme exploitation and cruelty, sparking significant debate and reassessment in historical circles. Today marks the 115th anniversary of his death. So without any further ado, let's examine the life and the impact of Leopold II. Part 1: The Birth of a Prince and in Early Influences 1835 to 1865. Leopold II was born on April 9, 1835, in Brussels, the capital of the newly established Kingdom of Belgium. As the second son of King Leopold I and Queen Louise Marie, his birth was celebrated amidst the pomp and circumstance befitting a royal family. His father, Leopold I, was an astute and politically savvy ruler who had played a significant role in securing Belgium's independence in 1830. From his father, Leopold II inherited a legacy of political acumen and a vision for a strong unified Belgium. The young prince's childhood was steeped in the luxurious trappings of royalty, yet it was also rigorously structured. His education was comprehensive, encompassing languages, history, diplomacy, and military studies, preparing him for a future role in leadership. He showed a particular interest in geography and the economic aspects of statecraft, which later influenced his imperialistic aspirations. Leopold's mother, Queen Louise Marie, was of French origin and a member of the House of Orleans. Her influence on Leopold was profound, especially in cultivating his appreciation for arts and culture. However, her untimely death in 1850 deeply affected the young prince, leaving an emotional void in his formative years. Throughout his early life, Leopold traveled extensively across Europe, mingling with its reigning monarchs and political elite. These experiences broadened his worldview and exposed him to various governing styles and national policies. Notably, his visits to the British Empire, witnessing its global influence and colonial reach, left a lasting impression on him. In 1853, Leopold married Archduchess Marie Henrietta of Austria, a union that was as much a political alliance as it was a matrimonial bond. Marie Henriette was known for her spirited personality and love of equestrianism, and she did not share Leopold's political ambitions, leading to a strained relationship that increasingly became public knowledge. As Leopold grew into his role as a prince, he became increasingly involved in Belgian affairs. Often representing the country in international events, his interactions with other European powers reinforced his belief in the necessity of a strong, influential Belgium on the global stage. This belief, coupled with his exposure to the era's imperialistic ideology, laid the groundwork for his future endeavors in Africa. Leopold's early years, thus, were a blend of royal privilege, rigorous education, and increasing exposure to international politics. These formative experiences shaped his worldview, ambitions, and the controversial decisions that he would later make as the King of Belgium. Part 2. The Ascension to the Throne and Colonial Ambitions, 1865-1885 Leopold II ascended the Belgian throne on December 10, 1865, following the death of his father, King Leopold I. His coronation marked the beginning of a reign that would span nearly half a century, during which he sought to elevate Belgium's status on the international stage. Unlike his father, who was primarily focused on consolidating the young nation's independence and stability, Leopold II harbored grander, more ambitious visions. He saw Belgium not just as a European power, but as a potential global empire. One of Leopold's early acts as a king was to modernize Belgium's infrastructure. He initiated significant urban renewal projects, particularly in Brussels, transforming it into a modern capital with grand boulevards, parks, and public works. These initiatives were part of his broader vision to showcase Belgium as a prosperous and progressive nation. However, Leopold's ambitions extended far beyond Europe. He was deeply influenced by the era's imperialistic zeitgeist, which held that the nation's greatness was reflected in its colonial possessions. Leopold was envious of larger European powers, especially the British and the French, and he became increasingly obsessed with acquiring a colony for Belgium. He believed that a colonial empire was essential for Belgium's economic growth and international prestige. Leopold's focus soon turned to Africa, a continent that many European powers were rapidly partitioning among themselves. He was particularly interested in the Congo Basin, a vastly and largely unexplored territory. In pursuit of this goal, Leopold convened the Geographical Conference of Brussels in 1876, ostensibly to promote scientific exploration and humanitarian efforts in Africa. However, his real aim was to establish a foothold in the Congo. To realize his colonial ambitions, Leopold employed the services of Henry Morton Stanley, the famous explorer who had located the missing missionary David Livingstone. Stanley was commissioned to establish Belgian authority in the Congo Basin, under the guise of philanthropy and civilization. Stanley negotiated treaties with local chiefs, often through deceptive means, securing vast territories for Leopold. In 1885, Leopold's efforts culminated in the establishment of the Congo Free State, Contrary to initial promises of a benevolent governance, the Congo Free State was not a Belgian colony but Leopold's private property. He exercised absolute control over this vast territory and its resources. This marked the beginning of a brutal regime that would have dire consequences for the Congolese people and stain Leopold's legacy. Part 3, The Congo Free State and International Outcry, 1885-1908 Leopold II's establishment of the Congo Free State in 1885 marked the beginning of one of the most brutal and exploitive colonial regimes in history. Ostensibly created to bring civilization and Christianity to the African people, the Congo Free State was in reality a personal fiefdom of Leopold, designed to extract as much wealth as possible from the land and its people. Under Leopold's rule, the Congo Free State's primary exports were rubber and ivory, commodities in high demand on the global market. The methods used to extract these resources were inhumane and brutal. The local Congolese population was subjected to forced labor, with the Force Publique, a militia established by Leopold, enforcing the king's policies through terror and violence. Villagers who failed to meet the rubber collection quotas were often punished severely, with amputation of limbs being a notorious form of punishment. The conditions in the Congo Free State began to draw international attention in the 20th century. Reports of atrocities began to emerge, brought to the light by missionaries, former employees of the Congo administration, and some European and American journalists. One of the most prominent critics was Edie Morrell, a British journalist who, along with Roger Casement, a British consul, exposed the horrors of Leopold's regime through the Congo Reform Association. Their work alongside the reports of atrocities ignited a wave of international outrage. The public in Europe and the United States, initially ignorant of the reality in the Congo, began to demand action. Leopold II, initially dismissive of these reports, found himself increasingly isolated and under pressure. In 1904, the British government commissioned the Casement Report, which provided detailed accounts of the abuse and exploitation in the Congo Free State. The report's findings were damning and led to increased calls for international intervention. Simultaneously, humanitarian organizations and prominent figures, including writers such as Joseph Conrad and Arthur Conan Doyle, joined the chorus of condemnation. Faced with the overwhelming international condemnation and diplomatic pressure, the Belgian government was compelled to take action. In 1908, the Belgian Parliament, responding to both international pressure and the moral outrage of the Belgian public, voted to annex the Congo Free State. The territory was renamed the Belgian Congo, officially becoming a colony of Belgium and ending Leopold's personal rule over the region. However, while the annexation ended Leopold's direct control, it did not immediately improve the situation in the Congo. The exploitation continued, although under different administration. The legacy of Leopold's rule in the Congo left a deep scar on the region, with long-lasting impacts on its people and in the environment. Leopold II's rule over the Congo Free State stands as a stark example of colonial exploitation and abuse. His relentless pursuit of wealth and power came at an unimaginable human cost, and the international outcry it sparked played a significant role in the early 20th century human rights movement. The Congo Free State under Leopold II remains a powerful and disturbing testament to the darkest aspects of colonial ambition and greed. Part 4. The Final Years and Legacy, 1908-1909 In the final years of his reign following the international scandal over the Congo Free State, Leopold II faced declining health and a tarnished reputation. The annexation of the Congo by the Belgian state in 1908, while ending his personal control over the region, did little to rehabilitate his image. He was increasingly viewed as a ruler whose relentless pursuit of wealth and glory had resulted in enormous human suffering. During this period, Leopold's focus shifted from his domestic affairs and efforts to preserve his legacy within Belgium. He continued extensive urban development projects, particularly in Brussels, which he envisioned as a Paris of the North. These projects included the construction of monumental buildings and the modernization of the city's infrastructure. However, these contributions were overshadowed by the atrocities committed under his rule in the Congo. Leopold's personal life was also marked by controversy and tragedy in his final years. His estrangement from his wife, Queen Marie Henriette, became more pronounced and she passed away in 1902. He had two daughters who survived to adulthood, but his only son and heir, Prince Leopold, Duke of Barnbratt, died in 1869 at the age of nine. These personal losses, coupled with his deteriorating health, cast a shadow over his last days. Leopold II died on December 17, 1909 at the age of 74. His death was met with mixed reactions. In Belgium, he was mourned by some as a king who had modernized the nation and elevated it to international status. However, for many others, particularly in the Congo, his death was a relief from a reign characterized by ruthless exploitation and grave human rights abuses. Leopold II's legacy is complex and deeply contentious. In Belgium, he is remembered for his contribution to the country's infrastructure and urban development. However, internationally, his legacy is largely defined by his rule over the Congo Free State. The exploitation and atrocities committed there contributed to the deaths of millions of Congolese people and left a lasting impact on the region. The reign of Leopold II serves as a reminder of the dark side of colonialism and the human cost of imperial ambition. His policies in the Congo spurred one of the first major international human rights campaigns, which helped to lay the groundwork for more modern human rights advocacy. More than a century after his death, the debate over his legacy continues, reflecting the ongoing struggle to come to terms with the darker chapters of colonial history. And that brings us to the end of today's episode on Leopold II, a figure whose legacy is marred by his oppressive and exploitative regime in the Congo Free State. He's also who died today, December 17th. If you're interested in understanding more about this complex historical figure and the impact of his rule, please follow our Instagram at Today. Remember to rate us and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts and try to subscribe. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we continue to explore the lives of individuals whose actions have left a profound and often contentious mark on history. I'm your host Peter. Thank you for joining us in the exploration of the life and legacy of Leopold II.